Well, it's that time of year again, the fourth quarter. Before you get enthralled with the holiday season, it's time to look back over the year and towards the next. Have you completed all your financial goals that you set for yourself this year? If not, there's still time. Today on Retire Smarter, hear our process to make sure your important financial tasks get handled so you stay on track and pay no more than your fair share in tax. Welcome to another edition of Retire Smarter. Walter Storholt here with you this week alongside Tyler Emmerich, Wealth Advisor, Certified Financial Planner at True Wealth Design. Tyler's also a Chartered Financial Analyst, and it's great to be with you again this week. Tyler, I can't believe we're talking year-end planning already, and we still haven't quite put the costumes on yet for Halloween, at, at least at the time of today's taping. <laughs> nope. I think we've got a, another week or so to kind of get all yeah. the final preparations in order, get some new candy to pass out, make sure some of that old stuff doesn't go out and, uh, you know, we're all set. But no, um, you, you did say before we started recording today that you have the costumes ordered. So there's no turning back now, right? I do. I do. We, we have the costumes ordered. Um, hopefully everyone is happy when they come in and the, and the expectations are fully met. <laughs> nice. Well, glad, right. glad to hear it. Hope it's a great holiday for you guys. And uh, does sort of then kick off, uh, you know, whenever Halloween comes around, boom, before you know it, it's Thanksgiving and then Christmas after that and the New Year's and all the holidays uh, related and around that time. And uh, things mm-hmm. do get busy. So I see why you want to bring this conversation up a little bit further in advance of before we kind of get mired in all of that other stuff in our personal lives. And so today we're talking year-end financial checkups for folks and with a specific focus on tax moves. I mean, I think that kind of goes hand in hand, right? You get to the end of the year and and you sort of start thinking about taxes first. What can I do before that calendar flips to improve my situation or, or mix things up a little bit? And it's just kind of a conversation you've got to have with people every year, depending on how rules have changed or what's different, that sort of thing. Absolutely. Um, taxes are extremely important. And, and you're right. Once December 31 hits and we move on to the next year, it's uh, the planning is over. Um, and sometimes you have to even start before then to make sure certain accounts get open and things get done properly prior to your end. So taxes are a big piece of the pie. Um, you know, it's funny uh, when we were doing a little bit of research for the podcast today, you know, this is a pretty typical one for us uh, most years. And, you know, Kevin had made a comment on the one last year where his you know, CPA friends, seemed to slow down around this time because we had just hit that big deadline. October 15th uh, is the extension deadline. Uh, so once we hit that 15th date, it seems like, well, hey, they're taking a breath of fresh air going, hey, we're we're good for the year. And then here you have us kind of diving in as financial planners saying, boy, we're about to ramp up and get extremely busy uh, and try to get year-end tax items taken care of. Um, so I think that just kind of lends itself to you know, the approach and uh, some of the benefits that we think come out of that planning ahead um, and kind of taking that inventory of what the years looked like. Part of that difference between tax filing and tax planning, they kind of happen on different seasons, it seems, in addition to kind of serving people in uh, in different ways. So when the end of the year comes around, Tyler, take us under the hood a little bit. What goes into the planning process at True Wealth Design? Sure. So a lot of our families are getting ready to um, come in for what we call our year-end tax and investment review meeting. Nothing special in the name there. It's exactly what it sounds, right? Taxes right there in the name. And that's really going to be uh, some of the big focus uh, that we that we take a look at. Now, you know, as you think about 
coming in and, and working with a financial advisor, a lot of times it's like going to the doctor each year and you get your checkup, right? The doctor is going to draw some labs. Um, sometimes there's some change. Sometimes there's not. And I don't think this meeting is any different. But the important thing is, is that you take the time to look under the hood and evaluate and say, hey, where are we at and where are we going? Um, you know, I kind of think back on a meeting I just had with a family that I've been working with for a number of years. Uh, this was one of those busy years for them. Um, it was a, a single income household and uh, she actually retired this year. And since she retired, uh, this is going to be um, a big shift um, in their household and their family dynamic as they approach, as they head into retirement next year. So you think about a meeting like this, there's a lot of work that's done to say, well, what does that next year look like uh, from an income standpoint? What assets are we going to live off of? Where are they going to get that money from to live off of? What big expenses do they have coming up? And how are we going to fill and meet that need um, and get them to a place to where they feel completely comfortable with where that money is going to come from and, and how they get access to it? Um, but also, another thing that we take a look at for them is going to be health care. You know, we're going to lose employer benefits. Now, her spouse is going to go on Medicare, uh, so he'll do that application early uh, in February. Um, so if anyone's gone through that recently um, or anyone has it coming up and they've started to think about it, there's a lot that goes into that. You know, when do we have to file? How do we file? What type of plan selection uh, are we going to choose for him? Um, so there's a, a multitude of choices that need to be made um, and make sure they get done in a timely manner to ensure that that Medicare starts uh, in a timely manner. And then for her, uh, not to complicate things uh, more, but she's not 65. So she's not going to go on to Medicare. So that healthcare decision is is much different. Uh, she's been on COBRA uh, for the last few months, which if uh, no one's familiar, that's the health insurance that's available to you. Uh, once you leave your employer, it's essentially the same insurance that you, that you have. And traditionally or typically, uh, you're able to keep that uh, coverage for about 18 months from the time that you leave. Uh, so since we're heading into a new year, uh, she has the opportunity to either say, I want to continue with that COBRA coverage, or I want to go on an individual healthcare plan. And those are two very, very different um, things. Uh, you know, if you stay on COBRA, it's that same healthcare as I mentioned, but if you go on the individual healthcare plan, well, now we introduce a whole new set of planning opportunities to where their income would have a direct impact on the amount of the premium uh, that she's going to pay uh, for that healthcare. So if she decides to go with that individual health care plan, well, now as we start looking at that first thing we talked about, where are they going to get their money from next year? Well, that answer to that question changes. Um, and maybe we want to start doing distributions from the retirement accounts before this year ends. So that way it's on this year's taxes. So that way they can use it uh, for spending in 2024 and have a little bit more control to manage their income and maximize the healthcare subsidies that they get uh, from the government to keep that ACA plan uh, premium down. So not only are they reeling with the fact of, hey, where am I going to get my income from next year? But then we've got this healthcare decision, and each of them are going to be on a different healthcare plan. And those directly impact, well, 
where they're going to get their money from. Um, but then they also earlier in the year had set some financial goals to where they're very charitably inclined. Um, and we were going to utilize a donor advised fund this year where they're going to front load some of their gifting and get some tax benefit from it. So Walter, as you kind of think about that, I mean, I'm just rattling off, you know, the meeting I just had and Hey, we're coming up to a year end. Their checklist that they have to get done uh, by the end of the year is pretty long. Um, and each of those items on that check, list are going to play off each other. And you know, us from a financial advisor standpoint, it's our job to really kind of analyze that situation, understand what they're trying to accomplish, what's important to them, and then help them with each of those decisions and help them do it in a clear and concise way to maximize uh, each of those benefits and accomplish what they're trying to. So that's a little bit of a high level of, well, what could be entailed in, the, in these year-end meetings and some of those decision points that could come up. And then other times in other families, there's, there's not that much involved. Um, but that was one I just had, and I thought it would be nice to give uh, families a little bit of an idea of just some of those uh, topics that might be covered. Yeah, their situation's a good example that even though it's the end of the year and we know taxes get our main focus, it's not all about that. So those healthcare decisions are really important to think about and 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 what a situation to be in, right? Cobra is certainly not cheap typically for folks, and then yeah. it's a whole new world maybe for them having to go onto the the, the exchanges and that kind of thing or looking for mm-hmm. healthcare in alternative ways. That's something that a lot of uh, pre-retirees don't think fully through. What happens if I retire before sixty-five? What are the complications? As well as if they retire earlier than that. And then, yeah, just looking at other things like where you're pulling money from and what order that's going to be and all those kinds of things. I'm glad that you highlighted that. Yeah. I know I know that we've done this show before, Tyler, and uh, you know, if you go on the internet and you look up a whole bunch of different uh, you know, year end planning, what should I do? You're gonna get a bunch mm-hmm. of top five, top ten <laughs> lists and that kind of thing. Yes. I, I won't I won't pigeonhole you to a certain number of items, but you wanna take us through what the uh, true wealth design looks uh, list looks like? Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you um, a peek under the hood uh, into our list and and kind of some of the things we prioritize. But you made a pretty good comment. I'd like to just jump back on that real quick. Oh, sure. You were, yeah. you were saying, hey, you know, taxes are a big decision. And then you said, well, and two on top of that, healthcare and so on and so forth, right? Um, there could be other things aside from tax. But I would like to just point out just how that healthcare decision impacts tax, how the Income decision, where are you going to pull your money from that next year for them, for that family? It was, hey, next year, they're not going to have a paycheck coming in from working. Um, Where are they going to do their distributions from? All those things have direct impact on their taxes and what they're trying to do from a tax situation, not only this year, but next. Because that individual health care plan, that ACA, well, if she goes on that and we want to manage their income lower next year to pick up that tax subsidy, well, that's, that's, that's tax, right? That's tax planning. And I think it's just a great point and a great way for us to kind of maybe highlight just how some of those levers move together and how a decision just as simple as, well, what what healthcare plan am I going to select boils down and can affect taxes in the year prior. Does that make sense? Are you following me there? Because I yeah. think that's extremely kind of an extremely important connection uh, for the listeners to make. Um, and that integrated financial planning approach, if you're willing to take it, and if you're working with an advisor that truly understands what you're trying to accomplish and understands your goals, um, that's our job to fit in those decisions and understand how those things intertwine and work um, and make sure that the advice that we give you reflects that um, and maximizes those decisions. 
neat. So even if yeah. it's not a direct tax um, conversation, there's that undercurrent in almost everything you guys are doing. So almost everything makes sense. Yep. Nice, clear, succinct way to, to put it. Um, but you're right as far as the tax checklist or not tax checklist, but year end checklist. There's a number of them out there. You know, I've done the, the Google search and I wouldn't say that they're all terrible um, by any means. Um, but as you kind of think about your situation, I think there's a number of ones that, you know, kind of get missed or that maybe aren't talked about as much. So I figured, hey, why, let's take some time. We'll dive into them and see if one might be applicable uh, to your situation as you kind of sit here and listen. And, you know, the first thing on that checklist, in my opinion, is you're kind of heading into this year end um, and trying to say, all right, what, what do I need to do if I'm looking at my financial situation? situation. I think the biggest thing is, is to look back to the start of the year and say, when I came into this year, what were my financial goals? What was I trying to accomplish? And where am I at in relation to them? And I'll back up if anybody here's listening, and they say, mm, my financial goals, what did I have? What were my financial goals this year? Hopefully, there's a, a bell going off or a ding, ding, <laughs> ding saying, hey, uh, we, why didn't I have some financial goals heading into the year? <laughs> right? Well, I mean, yeah, or, uh, or, or why have I forgotten them? Starting one. <laughs> <laughs> or why have I forgotten them? Yes, that's fair. Um, and if there's not, hey, give us a call, right? Let's, let's have that conversation because you have to know where you want to go to be able to make good decisions and get yourself there. And this year end, a lot of our year end planning is looking back on that and saying, hey, what were our goals, like I said, and how how can we accomplish them or what do we need to do uh, to get them? You know, I think back to that family that I had mentioned earlier um, in the meeting I had just had. They had a number of things that were going on, but one of them I'd mentioned was funding a donor advised fund. That was something that we identified much, much earlier in the year as something that might be beneficial for them this year and something that they wanted to continue into retirement and wanted to maintain that gifting that they've always done. That was extremely important. So if we wouldn't have had that conversation and we wouldn't have understood that that was on that list and that should be on the checklist for this year, well then, hey, we wouldn't be able to kind of circle back at the end of the year and make sure that that type of account gets up and we understand what type of funding we need to do and how it integrates with the tax situation that they're that they're looking into. But, you know, if you're still working, um, a few things that I think should be on that checklist is really some of the basic stuff. You know, have you put enough into your 401k plan? Did you maximize your health savings account? Did you maximize your flexible spending account? You know, these things m might be very simple, um, but a lot of times you know, when we do prep work for these end of year meetings, one of the things that we do for our families that are working is we take a look at their pay stubs and we run out a projection to say, hey, over the your remaining pays throughout the year, are you going to maximize your 401k? Are you going to hit the max into your HSA? Or do we need to make some changes to those contributions to ensure that they are going to get to the numbers you want to um, and you set for yourself earlier on this year? Sometimes I've had families forget that, hey, I got a catch-up contribution that I can do to my 401k now. Oh, I forgot to make that contribution. Let's make changes over the October, November, December pays so that way we can kind of get that catch-up contribution into the 401k, uh, just as a slight example. So it's a lot of that double check work and verification work to ensure that those things get done because they can easily be missed. And that's one of the ones where, hey, that cliff happens. December 31, we roll over into January. You can't go back and say, hey, I want to put more into my 401k uh, for the last year. It's gone. So now's the time to be looking at some of those things. 
if you're not working, you're heading into retirement or you're already into retirement, uh, you know, there's a, a list that we've talked about a number of times, things like Roth conversions, tax loss harvesting, have you harvested losses uh, throughout the year and how has that impacted your income target for the year? Have you done your charitable uh, qualified charitable distributions. So those are just rattling off a few things that are on our checklist that if you did that Google search and that came up, I think those are the ones that are kind of, uh, you know, maybe front and center uh, a lot of times and the ones that you've heard about many times on our podcast. So I, I won't dive into any of those in detail today, uh, but I wanted to spend a little bit of time, especially for those individuals still working, taking a look at that paycheck, diving in and saying, hey, are there any things from an employer standpoint that we need to maximize? So yeah, yeah, some of this isn't secretive or, or, or special. Yeah. Some of this just, in, you need, you need the process, you need the reminders and mm-hmm. you need the solution to just, okay, we're, we're going to always make sure we're checking these things every year. And, and that, mm-hmm. that batch of items falls under that category. Mm-hmm. And the accountability to do it. Um, cause right. just as anything, um, I mean, we alluded to just how busy the holiday season gets in the year and things it's, it's very quickly gets, all right, Hey, I don't have time to do it. And if you don't take the time to double check it or have a financial planner that is double checking some of these things, these are just the, the things that easily get missed on a year in and year out basis. Now that's taking a look, or I would lump all those items into, all right, Hey, this year, right? What do we need to get done by, by the end of the year? But we also should take some time to start looking to our upcoming year. Okay. And what are some of the things that we need to, to be looking at from that standpoint? And I think a big one there, especially if you're still working is it's open enrollment season for your benefits. A lot of employer uh, benefits are coming out right now um, in November, and you're going to have those choices that you um, have. Well, Hey, which healthcare plan do I go with? Do I need to increase my 401k contribution? Do I need to increase my HSA contribution? And those limits from year to year, typically go up. Um, so if you are taking that open enrollment and you're just kind of clicking through going, all right, hey, no, I'm good. Same thing as last year. I think you might be doing yourself a disservice because as you think about limits going up, well, hey, you can put more money into some of those retirement plans, some of those HSAs. I think another big one that I think gets lost in the shuffle is really diving into your benefits. Um, I hear a lot of families just saying, hey, you know, I go with the traditional healthcare plan because that's the one I've always been on. But when you get down into the weeds, a lot of times those employers will offer two. You know, they'll have their traditional plan, but then they'll have a high deductible plan uh, that you're able to pair with, say, an HSA. And you know, have you done the math to decide which plan is really right for you, or have you just kind of defaulted to one? I think a lot of families are surprised when you actually take the time to dive into the numbers between each of their healthcare plans that are afforded to them and really dive into saying, hey, which plan is going to be best for my family and I as I approach and go into 2024 and and doing the due diligence that it takes to get yourself in a situation to where, hey, you might be able to start an HSA. You might be able to get some additional tax benefits um, if you go with a plan outside of the traditional in that case. And as I think about retirees, I think that healthcare um, is another big one. We're in Medicare open enrollment uh, right now, uh, started in mid October. October. Uh, for those of you that are on Medicare, you know, this is the time where you can look and say, hey, what are the new plan options that are out there? Do I need to make any changes or am I okay? Uh, and same thing for individuals that aren't on Medicare. Open enrollment for uh, the ACA plan network, uh, I think opens up at the beginning of November. So those are, again, some big decisions that I think impact our day-to-day lives that um, a lot of times can just get, you know, pushed on the wayside. Well, hey, I'm on the same Medicare plan. It worked out okay. 
and not doing your due diligence and uh, making sure that, hey, what, what are going to be the best options for me and my family uh, looking ahead? Another thing, um, you know, as I kind of look at that checklist, so open enrollment, healthcare benefits, retirement plan contributions, all that stuff we just kind of touched on. Uh, but for you, those retirees that are listening, you have a few other things that I think need to be added on. And, and a lot of them have to do with spending and income management. You know, you start looking at next year, uh, well, I don't know about you, but inflation's come down to about 3.7%, I think, in September is where we were. But I'm still feeling it. I definitely feel it. I got two little yeah. girls. They like to eat. I'm still feeling it at the grocery store. Yeah, right? come down to 3.7%. You're, you're making that sound <laughs> rosy, but that, that's still a hurting <laughs> number, I think. It can be. So it's like, well, do you need to increase your spending expectations uh, for the upcoming year? These past two years for our families, we've kind of indiscriminately increased those projections and increased what we assume that you're going to need uh, to cover those basic living expenses. And if those things get increased, well, then do we need to adjust where you're getting your money from? Um, aside from that, we've done a number of podcasts I feel like this year on income targeting because we feel like it's so important as you kind of head into a year understanding how high you want your income well those limits that are we always are being mindful of the Irma limits for Medicare the tax brackets you know all those things um, are going up and they change from year to year same thing from a standard deduction standpoint that changes from year to year um, so the question becomes is as we're trying to match what we need from a spending standpoint and how high we want to take our income up to all those numbers on a year in and year out basis change. So kind of getting that forward view of the next year and kind of planning out those items um, will give you some confidence as I think you head into the next year of like, all right, hey, where's my money coming from? And what am I trying to accomplish from a goal standpoint? Very good. It's all really helpful. So looking ahead to next year is really the secret sauce. There's a lot that we can do looking in the rear view, but where you're going to make the biggest differences for your financial future is this this latter section, the looking ahead to, to next year. And I guess even, you know, multiple years into the future could be mm -hmm. considered in this uh, year end planning. Absolutely. We always want to take a holistic approach. Um, you know, we always base our decisions off of some type of financial plan, which again, I always say in its most basic sense is taking your assets, taking your goals and spending and projecting it out over the next 20, 30 years and trying to get a framework that we can use to make decisions today in. And, um, you know, the more information that we have, uh, the better decisions that we can make holistically as we kind of get down into the nitty gritty year end items and then projecting out till to the end of the year. So, you know, as I kind of as we're kind of wrapping up here, I think the big takeaways from today is kind of saying, hey, make sure you take some time this quarter to go through your personal checklist um, and make sure you check off some of those financial goals that you've set for yourself this year um, and you're on track to continue to accomplish them. And if any of those need to get done, prior to your end, well, let's go ahead and get those checked off the list and get them done. Um, and if you're sitting here and you're listening and a lot of the things that we've rattled off, you really weren't financial goals for you maybe at the beginning of the year, well then, hey, let's go into 2024 and let's set some of those financial goals so that way when we come to the end of next year, you can kind of look back and do a, a check on yourself to make sure that, hey, did I accomplish what I wanted to this year? And did I hit the things that uh, are going to put me in a better financial situation? The problem, as you kind of mentioned at the very beginning of the show, Tyler, is that, you know, there's a lot to do when it comes to this year-end checklist. It's a, it's a comprehensive list. There's a lot of stones to look 
underneath and a turnover. And we are hitting a time of year where people get to be their busiest of the year. And so that's a problem too. And so if you struggle uh, to make it through all of these steps and, and make sure that all of this is considered, work with a professional who can help guide you through it and do it very easily and has that systematic process to make sure that you're walking through that checklist fully and can help you all along the way. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with an experienced advisor on the True Wealth Design team, here's how to set up a quick visit. You can go to truewealthdesign.com and click the Are We Right For You button. That'll allow you to schedule a 15-minute introductory call with an experienced advisor. So again, go to truewealthdesign.com, click the Are We Right For You button, or you can give a call at 855-TWD-PLAN. That's 855 893 26. Work with Tyler, Kevin Krosky, and the great team at True Wealth Design. See if you're a good fit to work with one another. Walk through the year-end planning process and make sure that you're well-prepared for anything that uh, your financial future has to throw your way. Well, Tyler, thank you for all of the help on today's show. It's a good thing that we do this annually because there's little tweaks and changes and things to be reminded of, and it never hurts to have reminders. So thanks for our annual uh, year-end checklist conversation today. You got it. (laughs) Enjoy chatting with you. Uh, Have a great Halloween with the little ones, and I hope everybody has a great week. We'll talk to you again next time right back here on Retire Smarter. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accurateness and completeness cannot be guaranteed. All performance reference is historical and not an indication of future results. Benchmark indices are hypothetical and do not include any investment fees.